Welcome back to Origins and Adaptations. This is episode 33. And I am Andrew. I'm Cody. And we have an awesome guest on the show today. Everyone, yeah. we talk about this guy all the time. Give it up for Kevin. Kevin. Talk about me all the time. Andrew yeah. and I talk about you all the time. Good things, I we hope. Talk you up. You show up Hopefully in like... Hopefully all good things, I hope. You show up in like... One ep- like an episode every time. Really? I have <laughs> I a cameo every time and I don't even know about this? Uh, yeah. Wow, okay. Well, I think it's an yeah. honor to be here. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for having me on. You're welcome. You couldn't have picked a better topic to talk about. Well, yeah, uh, so well, that's why you're this here. This episode is Star Wars and Kevin... Just like you and just like Andrew and I is a huge fan of Star Wars, and we wanted yeah. to have his insight, his input, his love, and his grace. Oh, definitely the grace. Well, definitely the grace. Definitely when you put grace. it like that, when you yeah, put it uh, that way, Cody. So we will be only talking about Star Wars this podcast. Uh, it's a Star Wars special because Rogue One comes out this week. Oh my week. gosh! We're seeing it Thursday night. Seeing it Thursday night. Um. So yeah. Uh, the reason. Okay. Yeah. We want to clear this up. We won't be talking about. Any other trailers or or new uh, entertainment news? Just there's because a there's a lot, and we're really trying hard to just focus on Star Wars. This one episode, and it's strictly that. Yeah, we will be back those talking purposes. about it. That stuff next episode. Correct. Okay. True. True. Um, let's kick this off the right way. Yes. The, why did you get the right way? I don't know. <laughs> I just felt like what is that accent? I just uh, felt like saying it that way. A Tarkin Tarkin accent going on there. I don't know what I was does doing. He, does he change accents? I don't know. I just remember he's like... I know that Leia, Leia, Leia changes accents. She does, because yeah. she was filming part of the movie in England and part in America. Yeah. And when she was filming in England, um, she picked up some of the uh, the uh, accent and really? dialect of... Yeah. Yeah, when, she, when she's being questioned by Tarkin... It's like only that a, scene, though. Yeah, she has an English accent. Interesting. Yeah. She's, she's like, she's, when she says, uh, the more you tighten your grip talk, the more star systems will slip through your fingers. <laughs> and it's very subtle because it only happens in that one like line. Yeah. But it's, it, it weirds people out when when you go back and watch it. You're like, what? Yeah, that, I'm going to keep uh, remember that next time yeah. I watch it. Yeah. Well, Do also... That. It's Carrie Fisher. We know she's American, and it just kind of looks <laughs> like why is she? Why does she have to play an English person in an, in another universe that doesn't exist? Well, she only did for that moment, right? Like the whole movie, she has an American <laughs> accent, and then she does. In the, she, she does in the in the first accent. scene she's in, and all the scenes uh, after. Yeah. Hmm. So why? It's it's an enigma. Until you I, read I the like, interview with her, where she says she was filming in England at the time. I think it's one of those Peter scenes. Cushing. I think it's just one of those things, those scenes, where George Lucas went, "You know what? Uh, sure, we got it. <laughs> We're good. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> just because. Just get my Coke Zero. Yeah, get his Coke Zero. The thing you realize though with um, the English accents in the Star Wars universe is it's never. Cockney, as Eddie Izzard points out, it's yeah. never sh- it's never street English accents like yeah. hello, like it's never well, it's, it's never hello love, it's never that. It's always the Queen's English accent. Well, it's because it's always see, like Lord Vader, she can be reasonable. <laughs> you it's may uh, five, I'm ready. It's you always the five, it's always I'm posh. Ready. They're like the Imperial officers, right? So they wouldn't have that accent. 
Well, yeah. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm just saying you you notice that. It's very you obvious. You do notice that, yeah. But not every single... But the, the thing is that the uh, Stormtroopers don't have English accents at all. Yeah. And I think only a few of it's the... It's always uh, funny when people are like, oh, because they're clones. I go, <laughs> no, they're not. The only guy... The only high-ranking officer that I can think of offhand, actually two, the two commanders... Or at least one commander and one a colonel who are arguing in episode four. They are um, they have American accents, um, hmm. or at least one of them is what the guy who's like dangerous to your starship commander, not to this battle station. Remember that that scene where where Vader chokes out that dude. I remember that part. Yeah. Yeah. You don't you don't you don't remember when he's like this station is now the ultimate power in the universe, and I suggest we use it. That guy he's he's got an American accent. Okay. And I think everyone else in the room is English. That's why he dies. Probably. That's why he does. Darth Vader just doesn't like Americans. If you're an officer and someone tells you that Darth Vader wants to see you, I mean, you have to be thinking, I'm about to get choked out. Yeah. Because, I mean, they don't ever come back. And not the fun way. Yeah. Well, like, how many times have they probably seen, like, one of their their guys, like, go to see Darth Vader and then he doesn't come back. And then Vader comes out and he's like, hey, you're in charge now. <laughs> It's like, uh, what happened to the other guy? My favorite's when he just does it in front of the person yeah. and goes, you're in charge now. You're in charge And now. <laughs> my response would be like, here's my resignation, I'm leaving. Yeah, I would say this yeah. is a stressful work environment and yeah. I can't operate with a clear mind. When, when you have you that tip are in on why you're now, you can Admiral put Piet. management. I'm just, I would just, I would yeah. check management. <laughs> and then like, you can f- put your own comment, literally kills people. That's like that. Just I would just leave that there. <laughs> management literally kills people. And then, uh, and then I would leave after he leaves my Vader's office. He ta- he he's talking to his crew members, and he's like, "Dude, Darth straight up sucks. <laughs> Darth straight up sucks." <laughs> like the what's that guy's name? Uh, the actor from uh, Undercover Boss, uh, Kylo Ren, who who says, "Dude, Matt straight up sucks." I don't know who the Bobby I know Moy- Bo- Bobby yeah. Moyahan. That's right. Yeah. That was one of the funnier sketches that I've ever seen on that. Yes. In the last ten years, for mm-hmm. sure. Like, that was hilarious. Looking forward to some real talk <laughs> with some real folks. <laughs> for those who have not seen this skit, uh, it's an SNL skit with uh, Kylo Ren, undercover boss. Didn't they... It's I, I pretty hilarious. I heard that for kicks, uh, they said, yeah, this is canon. Like, people were, like, j- making this joke. Like, I read that, too, yeah. Yeah, that it's canon. Like, <laughs> not because it actually is, but they just wanted to declare it canon just, be- yeah. just to make it funny. Like, it's not canon, but we're saying it's canon to, to be funny. So it is canon. So it's canon. Yeah. Look, I found Kylo Ren's lightsaber. It's like, it's like it looks really haphazard, like something a child would have made. <laughs> no, it no, it doesn't. It's awesome. It's awesome. Hey, I found it. I think I saw it lying around somewhere. <laughs> he walks out and grabs Doesn't it. Doesn't he throw it? You don't have to look it. at it anymore. He throws it, he throws it against it. the wall, which is no way to treat a lightsaber. No. You're, you're really stressing me out. <laughs> Can you stop yelling? You're only starting to stress me out. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so our first topic, we first want to topic. talk about episodes. episodes. Our favorite episodes. Our favorite episode out of the seven. Kevin, you talk. Out you of the seven? Kevin, what's your favorite episode? Well, it's it's. Before you go there, I want to actually hear what you like about all three of them because I want Kevin to all get three. all seven, huh? All three. Well, he, okay, okay. I I should have precursed that with the okay. fact that 
we just had a conversation with Kevin prior to the podcast. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, where he just where he said that the only three he would even consider are the original three. Yeah. Okay. Which is no secret to most people. I can't really. I guess some really big Star Wars fans might include Revenge of the Sith or Force Awakens in that conversation, <clears throat> but most people would just say. I, I mean, a lot of people. The original. Some people have put Force Awakens like in their top two or three at this point. It, for me, it's it's hard because the whole trilogy hasn't come out. So yeah. it's hard for me to like, right. just say, okay, well, this one's better than A New Hope yeah. already. But given that we already know all of our personal favorites, yeah, it's going to be one of the original three. Yeah, I'm I mean, pretty sure. For me, it's 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 always until... I mean, episode eight or nine could very well make it in the top three. It, I mean, it has the potential to do that. I was thinking if episode nine really, you know, finishes, like on a... I'm a big bang. That's just awesome. Mm-hmm. I could see that one being in my top. Yeah. Three. Well, and then Rogue One. It, I mean, are we? Uh, we got to put that all the standalone ones into the. Sure. So I want to hear you talk about the original. Okay. Three for a little bit, like and like what each one meant to you as a kid. Well, the the first time I ever saw Star Wars was my when they re-released it in the '90s. I think at that point yeah. it was the special oh, edition. The special edition. So the I, never, I, I never. I never. That's when I had like Yoda. Oh, they did re-release them on VHS, and that was around the time that the special edition came out in theater, in 97. Okay, that, that's when I first saw it, because my mom took me to see A New Hope, okay. and, which was great, because that, my first exposure to Star Wars was in a movie theater, which is like, I, I feel it's like pretty it, dope. That, that's how everyone should experience Star Wars for the first time. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things that, it's just not the same if you're not watching it in the, the movie theater. But, um, so I, I obviously love New Hope, uh... And that was the first one you ever saw? That was the first one I ever saw. It, as far as I can remember, I I just remember like the the Death Star trench run really vividly when I was a kid. Uh-huh. I mean, for for like a 8-year-old kid seeing that was like great. It was just mind-blowing for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, even though it was made in what 1977, 1977 yeah. Um and then I saw the other two Empire for a long time I actually was like I just that movie was really dark to me when I was a little kid. <clears throat> yeah. Just all the stuff, like, you know, the Battle of Hoth, not going too well. Yeah. Luke didn't have a great couple of days. <laughs> that um, movie always had some of my favorite settings in Star Wars and some of my favorite uh, weapons and, and, and vehicles and stuff. Like, as a kid, a lot of my favorite toys were actually Empire Strikes Back toys. Uh, just yeah. because I thought the designs were so interesting like the AT-ATs and the rebel base looks so cool on Hoth yeah and I love just the idea of a snow planet that was cool I used to be, I, I used to build Legos and I would build like the base at Hoth out of Legos just taking all of my stuff that I had and I'd put like the the little guys on the turrets and stuff yeah um, so that was always cool but it Empire's, to watch it as a kid yeah to watch it as a kid it was it was a little dark, dark and um, as I've gotten older though i I probably would say that Empire is probably the best one out of the, the trilogy, mm-hmm. but my favorite one is still Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Just because, uh, I mean, the Battle of Endor was like, that was it for me once I saw that. Yeah, definitely. With, uh, you know, all the ships, and um, obviously the fight with Luke and Vader, the second fight was, you know, pretty epic. And... Um, even like the beginning scene where he 
you know, goes into Jabba's palace and he's like a totally different dude from Empire. He's like got this weird Jedi calmness thing about him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like shutting the doors with his hands and stuff. Yeah. Um, and of course Han, still being Han. Definitely. But that that's probably my favorite one. It, it will always probably be my favorite. That's a good pick. I mean, it's the Solid. one that has so much... There, as a Star Wars fan watching it, there's so much satisfaction you get because it is the resolution. Yeah, it just... It <clears throat> felt like a really... It was just the perfect movie to end the trilogy. Yeah. Because, you know, the, the whole franchise could conceivably end there and it would be the ultimate happy, feel-good right. ending that, you know, it was like... It wasn't so happy that it was like everybody wins. Obviously, I mean there there were things that happened. The Empire lost. <laughs> the Empire lost. That's the, that's <laughs> lost pretty bad. That's what makes it good. But no, 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 no. I'm talking about. I know. I'm talking about Luke and his and his dad. Obviously, I mean. Yeah, it was kind of a bit. No, when it was thing. ended, he essentially meets I mean, the, his father. The one thing I I wanted was just I wanted to know what happened beforehand. For what? For the. I wanted to know what happened before, right? Like the prequels. That's what. That's why I was thinking when it was done. And then you probably oh un- gosh. you unwished it happened. <laughs> no, I never wished that. <laughs> like I wanted to know what was happening to the characters afterwards. Mm. Well, it was a lot of Senate meetings. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, I mean the the scene where he meets his real father was pretty you know pretty emotional scene after he just beat the crap out of him. Yeah, I Chopped mean his hand off. yeah. Well, he What's really him, so. sad is Luke like, fights him in Empire, and the whole time they're exchanging banter, Luke has no idea yet. Yeah. yeah. And and so they have that, and then Luke throws himself off the ledge into that chute, and then nearly dies. And I'm not going to spoil this for people who haven't watched Empire Strikes Back, <laughs> but if you haven't seen Empire Strikes Back, I don't know why you're listening to this podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Maybe they've only watched Attack of the Clones. <laughs> They only watched the animated TV series. Um, Still better than Attack of the Clowns. <laughs> um, anyways, so your favorite of all time is Return of the Jedi. Yes, and then, I mean, honestly, it's it's even hard to rank Empire and New Hope because they're both so good. Mm-hmm. I mean, the trench run is just it's it's hard to beat that that whole sequence. Yeah, for me that. That scene in the cantina scene, uh, oh yeah, <laughs> as a kid was just so huge, and just if that was the first Star Wars movie you ever saw, which I mean it probably should be if if you're someone who's trying to watch them in the order they were intended sure. to be watched in, um, it's just unlike anything on our planet. These creatures they created and the settings and like I remember being a little kid seeing the Jawas. And being like, what are these little guys? They're so weird. Like, yeah. How they walk out and be like, but Bobby, Bobby, Everything about those movies, it was just, it was so immersive in a way that I had never. These weird sounds they'd make. When that one scene is like, Jawas were weird, man. I don't even know what language they were speaking, Jawan. I guess. Jawanese. <laughs> Jawe. 
speaking Jawa. Speaking Jawa. I mean, the the one thing about Jedi is the the one thing that maybe grew off me a little bit. I, of course, probably the Ewoks. The Ewoks, yeah, I, they grew off me a little. I still like the Ewok village. It looks really cool. Yeah. Like, it's a cool setting, but it's not. There is something about the Ewoks. It's a little less timeless than the other elements of the original trilogy. I think the, and it, I say this all the time. The the thing that really hurts the the Ewoks is that they took down the Empire. Right. Like that's the Emperor's uh, best troops. Yeah, they had blasters versus rocks, and they lost. And I get that Chewbacca took over an ATST, and that helped out a lot. But still, well, I think uh, part it of it—it's it, part... kind of far-fetched. If they would have replaced, which they originally were going to do, which was Wookies, yeah, instead of Ewoks, it, it was supposed to be on Kashyyyk, wasn't it? The original. Uh, I don't know if it was supposed to be no, on Kashyyyk. I the, just know that the moon needed to still be. Yeah. It was just oh, going to be a Wookiee yeah. village. Uh, oh, a Wookiee village on Endor? Yeah. Well, that would have been way different. And they, they replaced it with Ewoks so they could sell toys. Yeah, I was... Uh, the thing is that I feel like different looking Wookiees would sell toys too. Yeah. It's true. But so why... Why... why, why I mean... I, I guess know. they're like... They went for a cuteness factor, but... The, well, the remember, one, he made the prequels after this one, so I... This... I don't, I don't know. What, I don't know what he was thinking. But part of it was too... Yep, I, I think they were... Chewie, incidentally, uh, back in the day, was one of the highest selling uh, Star Wars figures. Yeah, oh, was it awesome? Really? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Back in the yeah. uh, early eighties, more yeah. than like Luke or I. Th- uh, well, the the thing is, there were so many variations of the Lukes and the Hans yeah. and the Leia's, like in all these different garbs. Whereas they only made one Chewie. the The entire time they were coming out with new Star Wars movies, they just kept repackaging Chewie oh. in the same. Because he, he doesn't change. I mean, his hair changes a little bit. I think they used a different wig in Empire than they did in A New Hope because if you notice his hair falls forward and kind of parts right, in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did notice that. But, yeah, I mean, his, nothing really changes substantially at all. I mean, hell, he still looks pretty much the same in Force Awakens. Yeah. His hair is, like, shinier in Force Awakens. It is. He's got some conditioner in there. <laughs> some shampoo. Have you seen those L'Oreal's? Those L'Oreal uh, mock Thor, ads? With Thor and yeah, I saw the Thor one. Loki? I, well, I don't know about those ones, but I, there's a chewy one, too. Oh, it's, it's, it's really funny. And, like, his hair's all long and flowing, and he's mm-hmm. like... <laughs> but so, so my favorite episode... Oh, yeah. <laughs> ...would probably be episode one, Phantom Menace. No. Uh, that is fun. blasphemy. You take that back right now. Mm. Well, now it's going to stand. No. Uh, it's... Big Duncan uh, fan. To me, it's Empire. Empire. It's the best one, or this is your favorite one? It's my favorite one. The reason Empire is my favorite... Has it always been? Or did you come to this conclusion recently? uh, Return of the Jedi was my favorite when I was a kid. Right. When I started rewatching them more when I was around 12 Mm -hmm. and 13, Empire became my favorite. Because the reason, and the only reason I actually liked Return of the Jedi more, is because mm-hmm. I loved the beginning of Return of the Jedi. The Jabba's Palace whole scene, that whole section of the movie, mm-hmm. is still one of my favorite scenes. Oh gosh. But. That's up there with the cantina scene. But to me, overall, I enjoyed, I enjoy Empire more. 
Um, the Hoth battle is insane. I love that yeah. battle. Uh, I love the uh, the training that Luke does in Dagobah. It's when you first meet Yoda. Yeah, I was going to say Dagobah actually is my favorite setting, I think, out of maybe any of the movies. Really? Just because it's the only setting like it. Yeah, it's very different. Like, I guess it is all kind of, you know, this, you know, swamp, tree, forest kind mm-hmm. of planet, but the, it's just the furthest thing from any other thing yeah. in Star Wars. Star Wars it's true, see. it's pretty distinct. That's, and, the, and you see snakes and actual creatures yeah. that you see in wildlife on, I think on, on Earth, I so think it's kind of like this That's also not... why Empire is another one of my favorite, is you get three distinct settings. Yes. You get Hoth. Which is, I mean, it, it looks like the Antarctic, but it's, it's all snowy. Um, you get Dagobah, and you get Cloud City. And I oh, love yeah. Cloud City. Cloud City's I great. love Cloud City. Cloud City was definitely an interesting um, move. Yeah, meeting Lando, mm-hmm. having a character related to Han, who isn't Chewie, um, being introduced. Yeah, as is, a kid, that was pretty interesting, because you, know, you knew next to nothing yeah. about Han's backstory, especially... As someone, as a kid who watched um, the movies before the special edition had come out, like the first time I watched A New Hope, I only I only knew Jabba's name. You hadn't seen him yeah. yet. Yeah. You didn't know who any other That's smugglers true, yeah. were. You didn't know who any, any other smugglers were. Yeah. So to see another scoundrel mm-hmm. for the first time, I was like, hello, what happened? You, <laughs> you also have the bounty, Billy hunter, Williams. the bounty Hunter lineup is pretty cool. Oh, oh God. God. First, Fett, first, yeah. see, first see Boba Fett. Let's not forget <laughs> the bounty hunters, yeah. Um... <laughs> That was uh, you have the scene where it's the surprise trap. Like that for the watching the movie for the first time. Oh god, the like, asteroid field and the music uh, there. The asteroid that, field. It's, oh I, I will say the asteroid field is probably that's the, the best that's thing the John has the, ever done. The yeah, worm. That's so, it, like everything you want it to be in that, the, in that scene. The worm. Yeah, the yeah. big worm. Yeah. That was a really And the part where they're like, the ground feels strange. And he's like, yeah, there's a lot of moisture in here. And Han fires Shoots a blast. It, yeah. And it's like... It's like yeah. Uh, but yeah, the scene where uh, they walk into the dining hall and uh, Vader. Vader is yeah. there. And then Han shoots at him and he stops the blast with his hand. Mm-hmm. So like, that was the moment where I went, oh wow, Darth Vader is a lot more powerful than I than we think. Right, because that's mm. the first time that you see... He takes down the whole group. Right. Like, there. That's the first time you see a force power of any kind other than the choke. Yeah. Choke. Yeah. It's Tooth to Menace, which is blocking... <laughs> Kevin laughs whenever I say that. Well, well <laughs> I mean... Whenever, whenever, yeah. I mean... Someone blocks the, something. I would say it's the second. Luke uses it when he gets his lightsaber in the, in the cave. Oh, you know what? You're right. And they do the lifting. Yoda lifts the... Okay, so... This is... Yeah, but there's... So there's differences. There's manipulating things with your hand. Yeah. And then there is vice... Which is almost the opposite, which is blocking things. It's the first time... So actively using a a force power instead of just pull and push. Yeah, because it was the first time that I realized, like, oh, Jedi... And... and, Well, we didn't know the term say at the time. Yeah, true. Uh, Jedi aren't only capable of manipulating things. Mm -hmm. They are able to block... Yeah. The energy projection from other weapons. That was pretty intense when you did that. 
Um, and then he sucks the pistol the first, into his grip. That was really cool. Is it the first time that we actually see the Emperor? Yeah, with the bug eyes and the weird face. Yeah, and, yeah, when he's in that chamber. And then his... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, 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 yeah. yeah. And then the first time that you actually see a lightsaber battle. A real lightsaber a battle. A real lightsaber battle is incredible. Because the lightsaber battle in A New Hope is a joke. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty much two guys hopping around with light sticks. It's two old sticks. men hopping around with light sticks, <laughs> which is what it was. Remember that scene where Obi-Wan hits light, hits Vader's lightsaber like twice, and, and it doesn't even look like he's trying to hit Vader. He goes, this! He's trying to like... And then they have that like awkward pause where they're like, I don't know what we should do. Figure something out. But the lightsaber... Lightsaber battle between Luke and Vader is one of my favorite lightsaber battles. The sparse dialogue in that scene is awesome, yeah. too. And just the raw... You have controlled your fear. The raw Without sounds... Combined strength. Sorry. The raw sounds <laughs> of, like, the lightsaber just hitting things, and they're not talking, like you are saying, sparse. Mm-hmm. Also, that there's a feeling that Vader... I mean, obviously, he's just toying with him the whole time, and yeah. it's, it's terrifying, because yeah. he's, like, throwing stuff at him and hitting him with stuff, and Luke's like... And our hero loses. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. that's another big thing, is the our, our hero, the main character of the story, loses in the second movie, which is so contradictory to so many movies, especially A New Hope, mm-hmm. where he he's the hero of the battle. Yeah. Right? Like, he wins, and seeing him being... It's like, oh, he he went to Dagobah, he's ready. And it's like, no, he's not. Yeah. Yeah, he's still uh, Han Isn't Solo it... being carbonated. Like, it, it's just a movie full of emotion. You get the line, I love you, I know. The it's classic. Like, it's... Which was improvised, wasn't it? Yes. What a genius. So I'm trying to remember who Harrison Ford was talking to when he said, uh, it's like, George wants me to say this line. I don't think this is what Han Solo would say. And I think it might have been... I thought it was the screenwriter. Huh? I thought it was the screenwriter. Or, or the actual director. I thought... Because George didn't direct the second one. He didn't direct it, but I'm pretty sure he... He co-wrote it. He co-wrote it, and I'm pretty yeah. sure George... I, I, I thought George was the one who said he wanted him to say, I love he you. He did. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I'm saying the... the was it the other guy? Was, was it the other guy? I think he was talking to the other okay, guy. Okay, yeah. And 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 Harrison said, "I know," because like, like Han wouldn't say, "Yeah, I love you back." And then the fact that they recorded different dialogue uh, for the the giant twist. Yeah, so, so that's something not very that that actually isn't very well known that bit of information. Yeah. So uh, the twist was unknown to the cast at the time. I think yeah. only a few not, only a few people knew at the time. Uh, uh, Lucas obviously knew, and Lucas, I think James director, Earl Jones obviously. James Earl Jones, and um, they told they told uh, Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill, yeah, because um, they they wanted his reaction. Did they? I thought Mark Hamill knew there was a twist, but I I I thought Mark Hamill said in an interview that even he didn't know. Because I I remember Harrison Ford. I remember Harrison Ford. He's he he grabbed Mark Hamill. He's like, "You didn't tell me that." Yeah. And then Mark Hamill's like, "I couldn't tell anyone." Like he, there was okay. 
they had this big moment like he he couldn't tell anyone. Okay. Um but I think they only if I remember correctly, he didn't know for a while. I think he was told like the day they were shooting. Yes. Like it he it, did not know until it happened. Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but, but like, they, the, I think, the I whole think, cast didn't know until they saw the movie. Like, yeah, that's the crazy yes, thing. Yes. that is insane that you were able to keep something un- under that wrap until yeah. the whole cast sees the movie and goes, "Yeah, and like, oh. what?" So there's that whole scene, and I'm pretty sure that the actor who was playing him on set, playing Vader on set, mm-hmm. said something to the effect of, "Um." Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father, and I think it was something else. I think he said, uh, I killed your father. I think that was the one. But that was, what's weird about that is, that's what Luke was told. Yeah. So, I don't know. Because it wasn't a twist. What he told Luke, originally, in in their script, wasn't it wasn't a twist. It was him just kind of reiterating what had already happened. I think it was either that... it was either that or it was Obi Wan killed your father. Oh, oh! I think he, yeah, I think he tried to lie. Yeah, yeah. In in the uh, on scene or any any on set version. Yeah, which would have been really weird. <laughs> well, just not hearing Obi-Wan... James Earl Jones' voice. I mean, you've seen those scenes with the uh, Scottish actor who played him in Episode Four, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh, take her away." Yeah, there's yeah. actually a uh, there's a documentary that's out on Netflix. About him. About uh, the actor. Who played Darth Vader? Yeah. Did he play him in all three? Yes. Interesting. It's interesting to me that they didn't have James Earl Jones play Darth Vader. Because um, at the time, I think James Earl Jones was like, pretty fit. He was, he, and he wasn't really that old. I mean, don't get me wrong, I understand why he wouldn't be playing him now. Yeah. But at the time, James Earl Jones was only like what in his thirties. Well, uh, well, James Earl Jones—he's not even credited in no the first one because he didn't want to be right. Well, I don't. Think yeah, he, well, he, I don't he's, think he's a. I don't think he's so much of a performance actor though. He's been in a number of things, and he was a stage actor. He was in. He was in the Sandlot, and he was in uh, quite a number of other things. Yeah, but I don't know if he wanted to do all the. The action that Darth Vader does. I suppose that, maybe we yeah. don't know. We don't but, know. I mean, as 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 good of uh, as good a, at blocking as it is called in the acting world, which is picking up items and moving and doing the action sequences. I mean, it's the voice that we remember Vader for. Yes. Oh, of course. And it's, the helmet. The yes. breathing. So, Cody, you know, what's the, your what's your favorite episode? So, I've given this a lot of thought. And holiday Christmas special. I get it. The latest one, the one they did last year. Remember uh, that one? Droid Day only comes twice a year with Reg Moonhopper. Yeah, Reg Moonhopper. Is that uh, Jason Alexander? Reg, Um, Reginald Fairfield. Fairfield. Um, (laughs) that's great. Uh, the guy from and they had Train. So yeah, I'm going to explain my thoughts on all three of them before. Coming to my conclusion. Okay. So, with, with Return of the Jedi, so that movie has some of the best music cues in any uh, John Williams score, such as this, the music cue when Luke goes off in the final battle against yeah. Darth Vader. 
that that music where the the choir vocal harmonies lift and it's like and it's just like super epic and drawn mm-hmm. out yeah. and then he draws Va- you know or he he, he uh slashes at Vader like till Vader's on his knees and he's just like ah that whole scene as a, as a kid I was just like I got so many feels just as an eight-year-old kid. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what to do. Eight-year-old feels. Yeah, yeah. eight-year-old. I remember, I remember <laughs> after I saw that, I said, Dad, can you take me to high school pharmacy, which was a thing. It was a, a, a <laughs> an old an old uh, drugstore. Drug they do have one downtown, don't they? Yeah. But it's strictly, I think, hardware stuff. And yeah. Wow. Does. But anyways, and, I, and, so and, I, and I asked my dad, I said, can you take me there? And he's like, why? I'm like, well, they have this little glow-up stick sword that's it was the closest thing they had at, we had at the time to lightsabers and it was this little glow sword and I had to have it because the lightsaber dueling in that movie was so much better mm-hmm. than anything I had seen so in the other good. two because I did watch them in order as a kid yeah and you wanted the green one at the, at, not a blue one at that time I think so I, yeah. I mean I don't know I like I like both of those I, I was always you know I had the green lightsaber toy in the 90s. I think the novelty of the color green for a lightsaber grew, it grew off of me when episode one came out because I think most of the council members had them so it wasn't it wasn't interesting anymore. Yeah. But the first time we saw that green saber against the blue sky I was like holy crap. It yeah. looks it popped. It looks so cool. And that hilt has become my favorite hilt. Oh yeah. And I'm so glad that I have that Saber Forge Prodigal Sun Saber because that, that hilt is I haven't seen that thing in forever. It's beautiful. It's on my nightstand. Oh. I was playing with it the other day. <laughs> that eyebrow raise, that Andrew eyebrow raise, good. Let the hate flow. Yeah, through we can't you. forget the Emperor. Okay, yeah, the Emperor is amazing. Return of the Jedi, and that that part where where he, where he goes, <laughs> good. good. The, the part where he laughs and then he he has to inhale and he goes, good. It's just like it's so over the top evil. It's so evil. And I don't think anyone ever <laughs> why played... Is it, why why is, is it that I have more Emperor lines memorized from Revenge of the Sith? Is, it, Return of is the it because I make fun of him more? And so I, I have those memorized. Oh, I quote those two. He's more dramatic. No, 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 don't kill me. I'm too weak. The Jedi are taking over. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, he's a lot more corny in that movie. power. <laughs> he's all old. Actually, that one is. That one's okay, before Return I get, of the Jedi. Yeah. Before, you underestimate my before I get to back to Return of the Jedi, I will say the best thing that I've seen um, that Ian McDiarmid is that his name? Yeah, yeah. yeah Ian McDiarmid uh, do. Period is the Shakespearean rendition of Return of the Jedi live at a convention. Yeah, and the part where he transitions so seamlessly from his normal speaking voice to the Emperor's voice is amazing. It's terrifying. It just on spot. He's like. Um, the emperor, uh, the emperor sits. Lord Vader rises, and it's like his transition yeah, it's, 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 yeah. is really crazy. Weird. And he yeah. has reverb and mm-hmm. echo on the yeah, mic, yeah. and it's like, and oh, what joy it brings <laughs> me to bring thee to thy folly and thy death. Those are good books, by the way. The Shakespearean ones. Yeah, I want to. I want to read. I want to read those, man. I I just love how like unapologetically evil everything <laughs> about him is. So, that's what I was going to say. The Emperor, to me, I know there are other people in comic books and movies, people would say, take the taco, but I say, 
<laughs> I say the Emperor is the most evil cat ever. That dude. Like, he is so he is yeah. so evil. He is pretty evil. You remember the scene where he's about to fight Yoda? He's like, your arrogance blinds you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay. It's like, your arrogance blinds you. Or that part where he's like, Darth Vader will grow more powerful than either of us. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Do it. Do it. Do it. Blew it. But, but I mean, he, by, he by far is the... Him and uh, Ewan McGregor are the best parts of the prequels. Uh, Absolutely. If you took everything away and just had the, those two... Ewan McGregor them. plays an amazing Obi-Wan. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I stand by that who cares about... I mean, people want a Boba Fett movie. That's cool. I want... I want a, a a trilogy, a solo Obi Wan. Uh, I want a solo Obi Wan trilogy with an an older Ewan McGregor Obi Wan Kenobi. That could be awesome. Yeah, because there's a whole set period on, set of on time. Ta- yeah, set on Tatooine. Mm-hmm. I want that. I want that with uh, little Luke. That could be. I would. That could be really good. I wholeheartedly support that. I shell out money for that. I just yeah. So okay, but here's here's where okay, Return of the Jedi's low points, the Ewoks for the sake of realism, and we're talking about a, a, a fictional universe that is relatively rooted in reality. Mm-hmm. Only the Jedi have this special, you know, group of powers. Yeah, everyone else's their capabilities are normal. Yeah. There's no real explanation for how the how well, how the Ewoks won that battle on Endor. Um, that's its downfall. Empire Strikes Back. Now, here's the deal. It has no downfall. Uh, I would other say, than, I would say the pacing uh, in the middle gets slow. Other, I was gonna say, other than the, the fact that, yeah, the pacing, once they, what's that, when they first reach Cloud City? Yeah. Yeah. And then the weird moment where Luke chops off Darth Vader's head and it's his face. Oh, yeah, that was yeah, terrifying. Yeah, that, that pacing is, well, I like that part, actually. It just, to me, it just, like, with the movie, it just doesn't make sense. Um, Kevin, I, I Kevin un- what do you I, think about that part? I understand what the the context does is. It's just it's out of nowhere. But it's, I don't know. I always fast forwarded it. It was, was kind of random. <laughs> it was really. You scary. are right. They didn't need to put it in. No, there. it was a little unnecessary. Like, no, I was gonna say the only real downside uh, as a Star Wars fan is how many times do you want to rewatch a movie where you know. Nobody wins. No, yeah, nobody wins, and you don't really get any resolution, and you know what happens anyway, so... Yeah, yeah as a kid, it was just a weird thing. I, right. I, was, I wasn't like, hey, I'm just going to watch Empire Strikes Back today. Correct. That's exactly I just want to be depressed yeah. for the whole day. Uh, another downfall about Return of the Jedi is how easily they kill off Boba Fett. Yes. That's true. I would agree with that. Yeah. And as someone who, yes, I'm one of those stereotypical Star Wars fans who loves Boba Fett. I admit it. I'm not the kind of person who's obsessed with all things Mandalorian. I know mm-hmm. some people are. I think Mandalorians are awesome, but there are so many other races that I think are it is, equally awesome. It is pretty... I think the Boba Fett craze is probably the weirdest. I, I support it. I love Boba Fett. I, I love the fact that he's a huge character. Mm. If you showed the Boba Fett fandom to a person who's never seen Star Wars before... Mm-hmm. And they're like, you before you show them Star Wars, and then they go and watch Star Wars. They would think he was the main villain. Yeah, yeah. and then they would watch Star Wars and go, "Are you kidding me? Like he was, a huge he was cult. in the movie. He was in all three movies for about 
four minutes. Well, he wasn't in the first one. He wasn't in the first exactly. one. Exactly. He's not even in the first one. He is in he's... the special edition of the first one, uh, and that scene, and, but no. That's that, a terrible scene. Yes, but the thing that's cool about that, though, is besides Jabba and his mm-hmm. terribly crappy CG, yeah. all those other characters were actually, those, those actors yeah, playing or, those characters were on set. Yeah. So, that's pretty cool. But, so it's like, he's he's not even in that, and then you have... Well, at least he's not in the original version. Yeah, the original and theatrical he's, release. He's barely in Empire. As as cool as he is in Empire, it's true. Barely in it, uh, and then even less so in Return of the Jedi. And then in Return of the Jedi, the first thing that happens to him is he gets knocked falls off the thing and falls into a Sarlacc. See, they should have. Why didn't they keep him? They should have kept him around and like maybe Han kills him in the Battle of Endor or something. That would have been epic. That would have been really awesome if Boba Fett had been a part of it. Yeah, like that seems like a reasonable like he can be high. I just don't nemesis. know. If, I just don't know if Boba Fett would have been up for that because he's a, he's a bounty hunter. He's not. He's not a mercenary. Well, his job was to get Han, right? So maybe he's like, he's like, screw you, I'm gonna get Han anyways. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> uh, Boba Fett goes where the money goes. That's true. yeah, but he's still not a mercenary. Like he will not. Oh. He he's not a bodyguard. He is a bounty hunter. He has a. Specific, he's not a bodyguard, but I think he has for, a specific. For, for the money, he would fight alongside the Empire, I think. I don't know. I think he's too selfish. He wouldn't want... Because fighting for well, it... money in it for him. Yeah, but he's he's going at, to a war. He'd, he'd rather stay alive than... That's true. ...than get money. But then again, in the Expanded Universe, Dash Render was a very selfish character, and he helped the... The rebellion because they paid him so good. Well, Dash Render is an entirely different person than Boba Fett. Well, they are both selfish characters fighting for the opposite side. This is true, but <laughs> I read and watched a lot of Boba Fett stuff. Though. You know what's funny is Boba Fett. I, now that I think about it, is kind of similar to Dooku, Count Dooku, where he's like in the second movie and then he just dies at the beginning of the third one. <laughs> mm-hmm. so Count, Count Dooku is the lamest character. His the way he uses Force Lightning is like he has. <laughs> yeah, the old man he's got osteoporosis. The old like, man. Uh, He's like, as you can see, my Jedi powers are far beyond yours. He's like, okay, you're not a Jedi, but that's cool. Count Dooku in the Clone Wars. That wasn't his fault. That was just a lame line. And then when he's like, you must join me, Obi-Wan. And together, we can destroy the Sith. (laughs) Even though I just tied you up and you're my prisoner. And I clearly am not a Jedi. I'm a Sith. (laughs) I have a red lightsaber that's crooked, by the way. Yes, the hilt is bent. I can't move Mm -hmm. my hands properly. That's a certain style of fighting, though. I mean, he's not the only guy. So what's your, what's Darth your, Bane does What's your too. favorite? True. So here's the deal. Um, I am going to go with A New Hope. Okay. Because yeah. it opened the floodgate for all things Star Wars in my life. Mm-hmm. It's the only one that I was able to watch for literally years before having seen the second or third. Yeah. Uh, when I watched Empire Strikes Back for the first time all the way through, I had to immediately watch Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Uh, the the interesting thing about A New Hope is the only other movie that I was satisfied. Just I would say is open and closed of a story as much as A New Hope is uh, Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Um. <laughs> The thing was as much as Hope, I do not like that movie. What's that? As much as I do not like that movie, you, it's you, the out of the prequels. It's the only open and shut one, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, I mean, what about 
Phantom Menace. I, I, I just ignore that one. That movie is so useless. <laughs> it, it is. I mean, I, I mean, I guess that Phantom I, Menace is the exact opposite of A New Hope, which I has guess, I guess, so much purpose. For... I guess what you could say is that proves our point: is that you could not watch Phantom Menace. Right. And still gain right. the same stuff. Yeah, I always thought they, they could have just started the trilogy like in episode two. Well, I mean, most people there are all these theories that they could have not made that one, and then made two movies that were along the lines of Attack of the Clones, like where it's you know battles and and I wish they and would've... and Anakin being his pupil before, yes. right? Yes. Yeah, like Anakin being except not Attack of the Clones. What do you mean? Like, er, not that era, or no, no just not that movie. Like, mo- that make movie. make an entirely different movie. <laughs> well, of course. oh sure, sure, yeah, yeah. ideally. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> it's not a perfect world. I know. <laughs> so that's interesting that we we came. Up, I actually didn't know that we would come up with the three. The three ones. I thought you guys different. would be the, the the same. Yeah, I thought I thought you were gonna say Jedi. And I thought I, I you know I wasn't sure what I was going to land on because right now the one that I'd probably go back and rewatch is The Empire Strikes Back but that's only because I think as a kid and I think I was telling I don't know if I told you this Andrew but I told Kevin this that as you know as a kid that was the one that I watched the least yeah. so I think it's the freshest to me now yeah exactly it feels the newest that's every the time same I watch it I think, I think Empire was the one I watched the most Interesting. Well, and it's funny because when we watched the original trilogy last year, mm-hmm. after I watched Empire, I was like, "Okay, we need to watch Return of the Jedi." Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't, I can't just end on the end yeah. of Empire. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, we watched all three of them, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Did we watch the prequels too? Yes, we did. Oh, that's. Uh, we, you were late. For that. Oh yeah, we made fun of them made, the entire time. And I remember because Ben, Jessica, and Bethany I were like there. brutal about it. And she hadn't seen episode two before. Oh yeah, I was. And there we for were that. just we were tearing episode two apart, yeah. which is Scott's favorite. Prequel. Uh, yeah, the prequels, because um, of Jango Fett. Uh, I mean that you know, fair, fair enough. He did get his head chopped off at the end of the movie. But... He did. Django is just my lesser of the two Fets. Lesser favorite. Yes. Lesser favorite. Well, that's because he he doesn't have the hardened exterior, interior. Also, I love uh, the original Boba, Boba Fett, Fett voice. Yeah. What if he doesn't survive? He's worth a lot to me. Yeah. Versus, what if he doesn't survive? He's worth a lot to me. Always a pleasure to meet a Jedi. Did they replace his voice with Possibly. with that guy's voice in? Yes, in the. Uh, well, Which you know they made you know they the... made several DVD versions. Oh gosh! Yeah, so uh, the Clone Wars version to me is the the Fett voice from now on because I've I've watched the Clone Wars TV show so much, <coughs> and it's. The clo- all the clones are the are the, the Django ones. guy, yeah. yeah. And so, I have that voice sticking with me. Yeah, yeah. It's hard not to after you've seen it so many times repeated. Uh, yeah. You mean the guy who's like, "Oh, it's a pleasure to meet a Jedi." That yeah. Guy? Well, because yeah. he's the voice of all the clones too. Yeah. It's like, oh, jeez. It's just the sheer onslaught of having every every episode every clone that. trooper has that voice. Yeah. <laughs> that is an onslaught. That guy. That guy. That guy is solidified. I think his name is Bradley D. No. Bradley D. Willis. Um, <laughs> I almost said that. Bradley. I think it's Bradley, though. I think that's his name. Some Yeah. Milton Bradley? Yeah. Uh, that's a game. But anyway, anyway so... Uh, uh, a New Hope for me... As a kid, it was 
first time you see the blasters, you see the lightsaber, you don't really... You don't obviously see a good see lightsaber X-wings, duel. X-Wings for the first time. X-Wings, the Death Star, you know, Grand Moff Tarkin, whom is one of the best Star Wars villains ever. Yeah, especially after reading Tarkin. Yeah, as after we know... You know, we know more about him now. He seems like an even more exciting villain. Yeah. Uh, I think the trench run and and Luke hearing Ben's voice and just kind of starting to understand this mystical energy that we don't understand yet. Because in A New Hope, you still don't you don't really get what the Force is yet. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's going to happen. They give you, like, mm-hmm. breadcrumbs. They're like, mm-hmm. here's a little bit just to whet your appetite. Yeah, exactly. So, I think I'm going to go A New Hope because, for me, it was the pull. That movie had so much pull. Yeah. Um, even if it might be the lesser exciting of the three to watch now as someone who's so familiar with the Star Wars universe. That's always going to be a fun one for me to watch. I'll always yeah. love that movie. Yeah, and that one had... Out of all three, even had the most sense of adventure. Yeah, oh, it was definitely. well because Mark, like Mark Hamill was saying when he read it, uh, and when he he heard the sc- parts of the score, he said before he finished the movie, and like when he's reading the score, he's like, "Man, the music, uh, the fact that we have basically this uh, this pirate, this princess, the farm boy, and then this uh, wizard, the, the wizard, and then we have uh, the dark sorcerer." Essentially, it's like mm-hmm. it's, it's like it's like an adventure film in space, or a, fa- a fantasy yeah. adventure film in space, which is the more alluring thing to me about Star Wars than Star Trek. As much as I love Star Trek and Blade Runner and Alien, and um, those so, are science fiction, so, so many, science so many, yeah, so many other science fiction movies. Star Wars was able to kind of cross over mm-hmm. on the two genres, yeah. yeah. And also, much like fantasy, Star Wars takes place in you know. A long time ago. A very long time ago, exactly. It's true. Just in the galaxy far, far away. That's true. That's true. So, now that we've talked about those movies, Mm -hmm. Rogue One speculations. Rogue One speculations. First of all, we know what the plot is. We know what the plot is. They are getting the Death Death Star plans. The Uh, first Death Star. The first Death Star. These are not Bothans. Uh, that Why was, was there in... any confusion there? Because people, because that's the line. Many Bothans died to get these plans. To get, yeah, many Bothans died to give us this information. Yeah, so Admiral Lackbar, please. So people take that and then they put it with. I think in their mind they they combine it with the the scene in A New Hope where the the X wing pilot meeting. Mm. Uh, How come people don't remember the line in the first five minutes of A New Hope when Darth Vader says, Sent by rebel spies. I want to know what happened to the plans they sent you. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm a member of the Imperial Senate on a diplomatic mission to Overworld. <laughs> you are part of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. That's a way more memorable moment than many Bothans died to bring us this information. Well, I think people just got it mixed up. Cause, like, also, yeah. people also, are dumb. People don't know what Bothans are. So it's like... I do. Oh, Cody, that's crazy. They look like yaks. Yeah. So... <laughs> it's it's just interesting. So, not the Bothans. Not the but Bothans. Rebel Spies. Rebel Spies. See, was I was I the only one that, when Rogue One came out, thought it was going to be about Rogue Squadron? Because yes. Rogue One is... Rogue. Actually, no. When they announced Rogue One, yeah. uh, I was like, 
I was in the same boat. I, I yeah, was like, this Rogue, is going to be an X-Men team. Rogue One was, uh, Wedge was Rogue One, and I, I was like beyond excited because he's one of my favorite characters in the whole Is he time. Rogue One or is he Red One? He's Rogue One. Cause if, if you play the Rogue Squadron oh, games, Rogue. they all yeah, they were Yeah, but those aren't canon anymore. Oh. None better. of it is? No, no game except for until after. But like half the levels take place, like you have... You play him in the Battle of Hoth when he's in the snow speeder. I'm gonna eat my Slurpee. You, <laughs> you, uh, you play, you play. <laughs> Cody knows I'm talking about Wedge, so it's gonna take like 20 minutes. But, yeah. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I, I thought it was about X-wing pilots, which I there's I, gonna be X-wings in it. There's gonna be. I, I'm honestly happier with the direction they went. Do you think they're going to have a younger Wedge? I hope so. I, I don't know that. What, really okay, so this is this is what I'm expecting. Uh-huh. So the the creator of of uh, Star Wars Rebels, which is an anime TV show going on, I right still now, need to watch that. Uh, he said there's going to be a lot of there's going to be a lot of um, cameos, like not just cameos, but like there's going to be a lot of. He said Rebels. Star Wars Rebels fans, keep your eyes wide open because there's going to be a lot of um, there's going to be a lot of uh, hints. Well, there's no reason that Wedge can't be in it. So Wedge is currently in Star Wars Rebels. Yes. Uh, I have a feeling that they'll either get the voice from Star Wars Rebels mm-hmm. uh, uh, of the character to they don't show him, but they show an X-wing, and it's like like. Where he says something along the lines of "This is this is like Red One or Red Leader." Well, then, then he wouldn't be Red Leader, probably. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, like whatever he is, and then someone's like, "Oh, it's Wedge," like, or like they're like, "We've got Wedge until he's here," and like he just takes a bunch of. I, I would be out. so beyond because nobody cares about Wedge except me, and like, <laughs> like five, five other people. But no, I would, I would I would say there's a lot of people. The fact that he is. Like he's thrown in the, into a he's bunch in of stuff. all three of the movies, and yeah. he survives all of the yeah. both the Death Stars. But like he's in right. he's in Lost Stars. Yeah, uh, Wedge he's is. In, he's, he's in, in he's in Rebels. I think Wedge is. I think he's a character, and you you play him uh, in Rogue Squadron. So I think people know. Well, and he was supposed to be in Force Awakens until the actor yeah, didn't want to be unfortunate. So I I think he is a pretty well known character. I think the casual fan fan does not no they care. won't know who he is. But anyone who is interested in Star Wars right. knows who Wedge Antilles is. Well, it's just that I, I am happy the direction they took because the scale is much more grand than just a bunch of X-Wing pilots. Yeah. Like, that that wouldn't make as good of a movie more than likely yeah. as this. I did I did think that it was going to be an X-Wing-based movie, but now, I mean, I'm sure they, they named, um, you know, the Rogue Squadron after something that happened. That could when, be, when, when that they, could when be they, too. When they announce... Like like Rogue One, Rogue Rogue One, yeah. Because they ask for the call sign, right? Yeah, they do. Yeah. And so that I mean, there's still a lot of the fact. Well, that also remember that. See, I was confused because I was like, oh, Rogue, uh, Rogue One. The uh, the Rogues were the speeder. The names of the speeders in Empire. Right. So it could just be what became the generic, you know, term for a rebel fighter. Yeah. Well, and then Rogue Squadron in the game. It kind of became like they were like the the special forces X wings like they they so weren't the could standard. You, could you see a sequel to Rogue One being Rogue Squadron? I don't I don't know because it it kind of takes the scale of this movie which is huge and then it shrinks it down to like just I mean they could probably make a standalone movie about it maybe 
Yeah. I don't know that it would be a direct... Because well, it would be like a spiritual sequel. That's what I'm... I'm I, I would love that, yeah. Absolutely. It, it's kind of like Mar- what Marvel's doing, where they're going into the a little more... The, the more obscure, like, you know, Doctor Strange is a little yeah. less known by... No. Everybody knows who Cap no is, obviously. And Thor is pretty... And Hulk. Mm-hmm. But, like, they're digging into the... So hopefully with Star Wars they'll do that as long as they don't make too many movies. I was surprised... They made an Ant-Man movie before Doctor Strange. Why? Because Ant-Man is not as popular of a character in the comic books. Yeah, but he's a founding Avenger. That's true. Still. I Yeah. It, still, I, I mean... I mean, they made a Guardians movie before they made Ant-Man. So. Oh, that's true. <laughs> right. And, yeah, and then also, I mean... They're so hot right now. They made Spider... They made, look, what... I'm trying to remember. Maybe I'm wrong about this. No, the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man came quite a bit after the first uh, Iron Man movie. Yes, it did. Yeah, those came out in the past four or five years. What did that... What did the Iron first... Man came out in 2007. Yes. What year did the first Spider-Man reboot come out? Like 2011, 2012. Right. That was quite a bit after. Yeah, I was working at Sears. <laughs> My first... Yeah. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Uh, anyways, um... Yeah, I was still, I don't know, Doctor Strange was a common title that I found when I was bagging comics at uh, Odyssey when I was younger. I think before, yeah, before I went off to school at Pullman, I uh, worked Saturdays there just for in-store credit. I mean, he's he's not a lesser-known character, I'm not saying that. I just know that there's also reasons why Ant-Man is known in the comics. Uh, The slap heard around the world is... Uh, an Ant Man story. So, mm. um, it was kind of annoying the other day. I was talking to this other. What am I talking? Other what? This person. <laughs> this other person, not uh, us, Kevin. Someone at work, and and they were talking smack about Ant Man. Like, who is Ant Man? I don't understand that that movie. It's just stupid. I'm like, well, did they see the movie? Yeah. And they thought it was stupid. And they didn't get it. And I'm like, that's the whole point. Like. You're a moron for not understanding why it's an amusing movie. Yeah. Like, he's supposed to kind of be goofy, but he's still awesome. Yeah, also, the movie is to show you who he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> you are you are, you are the, the like, worst movie watcher. Yeah. You get out of there and be like, I don't know what this movie she's is like, she's like, She's like, what is this about? He's so small, how can he do anything? And they don't understand. It's, like, <laughs> it's all there in the movie if you freaking yeah. watch it. It's not the most complex movie in the world to watch. Because some people are that simple. Yeah. So, I think Rogue One is going to be pretty good. Uh, Yeah. Do you, Andrew? I do. I'm... See, the big reason is because I think Garth Edwards... Gareth. Gareth Edwards, not Garth. 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 Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks Brooks Edwards. Uh, He is really good at uh, suspense and making awesome scenes awesome. Well, how good? Did you see Godzilla? No. See, people were complaining about that movie. I loved Godzilla. Godzilla was good. That was a fantastic movie. There was one fault with Godzilla, and that was uh, Quicksilver and, and Scarlet, Scarlet Witch. Witch. Uh, they were so boring. Oh, I thought, I thought you were just going to say they were both in the movie together. No, but they, it's, it's boring. They're boring. They're boring characters. 
And if they weren't in the movie, uh, the movie would be 100% better. Well, and then Brian Cranston dying early yeah. was kind of Spoiler. Like, uh, Brian Cranston dies in the first, like, 15 minutes of Godzilla. But but people were complaining, they're like, oh, there's not enough fight scenes between... It's like, that's the point. They're, they're yeah, building they it build up. up. And then when Godzilla, like, uses his breath and stuff, it's oh the most epic thing. Can Dude. I ask you guys a question? Yes. Yeah. Which is a worse movie... The Tim Burton Planet of the Apes or the Jack Black King Kong? Tim Burton Planet of the Apes. You think so? Kevin, yes. what do you think? I haven't seen either of those movies. Really? Yes. I, I have not seen... Uh, the, is it, isn't that the, the fight, Peter Jackson The fight one? scene between Godzilla and the T-Rexes makes... I mean, King Kong. Uh, it makes that movie better than any scene in Planet of the Apes. The fight scene between Godzilla? You're talking about King no, Kong. King Kong. Yeah, you said Godzilla. Oh, King Kong like, and Godzilla would just step on the T-Rexes. Oh, in, in, in the one with uh, Jack Black? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And I also like... It was the beauty that killed the beast. Such a stupid line. That line, um, yeah. <laughs> and I still like the plane scene where he is trying to attack the planes. Okay. The, the movie as a whole is still a King Kong movie. The Planet of the Apes movie is just stupid. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> I, I really didn't like it either. I remember seeing it with my dad, and my dad was like, Oh, this movie is a piece of shit. And, and my dad uh, loved the original, the first, the first <laughs> Planet of the Apes. Oh my gosh! You know, it, it sucks for our parents because they they're watching all these remakes and they're usually way worse than the original ones. Oh yeah, and they grew yeah. up watching the originals and now they're seeing like, oh, like they made when a they, Ben Hur remake. When they reboot things, oh my gosh, can I don't even that. know why. What's up? A Ben Hur remake. They made a Ben Hur remake, which doesn't make any sense. To me, like, why would you? Why is that a movie that needs to be remade? It didn't need to be. Like Godzilla is a movie that need to be needed to be remade because I mean the last American Godzilla movie we the got little, was so terrible. The little iguana Godzilla. And, oh my gosh! That giant, was such giant a, lizard movie. Such a stupid Godzilla. Yeah. Which, but the, so the Matthew Broderick yeah, one. So, like, just the way he looked was like. Well, was hey, a she? Or she, okay. I just I just freaking remember, and Godzilla's a boy, isn't it? Isn't Godzilla male? Uh, it's... It's hard to say, because there is baby Godzilla. Which is Godzilla's little Godzilla. Mm-hmm. So... So... Baby Godzilla's so stupid. So <laughs> stupid. Baby and it would, like, make the little smoke rings... So stupid. <laughs> I just remember the stupid toy commercials, and even as a kid, loving toys, the commercials were so lame. They'd show uh, the Godzilla toys, and it would be like some... I don't know how to describe the sequence, but something on screen would be like, Size does matter. And it was just like, that was their slogan, was size does matter yeah, yeah, for Godzilla. Back in the day. And I just remember thinking, ah, it's such a weak toy slogan yeah, and I remember hating the design of like the, the, the uh, scales and, and the spikes on his back his head was the worst what? part for me the, what? his big stupid head Just, oh I love the Godzilla design I love the Godzilla wait, design wait Godzilla are we talking about for the Matthew Broderick one? Oh no yeah that's what oh. I was talking about how did we get back to that I was talking about baby Godzilla Kevin, oh. Kevin, no, Kevin and I were talking about the Matthew Broderick Godzilla oh I, I the toy, the toy commercials for that. Were, yeah, because that was the size does matter, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was like well, because that was one that came out when we were still kids. Like and then they had that toys. P Diddy Jimmy Page mashup. No, that that yeah. movie, that movie, and everything to go with the movie is garbage. When Matthew Broderick, like, he's like, I got pretty close, and that was like supposed to be a hilarious part. 
Oh, you got pretty close. <laughs> oh, good old Brody. Gets me every time. He was way better in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. 100%. I watched that Ferris Bueller after he is, Godzilla. He is 100% That's better cool. in every other movie he's in. Oh, yeah, no, he's a great actor. Yeah. He's, and he's actually, I guess, one of the biggest stars on Broadway of the past 10 years. I can totally Broderick see that. on Broadway. He, he, he just seems like a Broadway star type dude. Give my regards to Broadway. <laughs> That's how I sing. So what what do you what do you think about Rogue One? What do I think about it? Yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited about it because yeah. uh, the the one thing that when the the full trailer came out, yeah. which is like a month and a half or so ago, the, maybe the full trailer or the the first full trailer. Yeah, the first full was that longer than that. Yeah. Oh. Maybe I'm thinking. The third trailer came out like a month ago. Oh, that's true. See, I've been watching all these TV the spots. The first, the first full trailer was the one that was like, "It's a rebellion, isn't it?" I rebel. Oh yeah, I rebel. See, that one, honestly, I was, I was not really like, I was kind of just like, okay. I was pumped, but underwhelmed. It's the second one where they they show, uh, Krennic, uh, talking yes. to Jim's dad. Yes. The uh, which someone mentioned, they said it looked like a showdown scene of like a samurai movie. Just the, and then the the locales of that movie with the Pacific, yeah, you know, like stormtroopers are like. I just think um, it it feels like that Star Wars movie again, where everything about it is just fully immersive, and I'm really excited that it's different and um, like familiar. Obviously, the Death Star, Darth Vader, but totally different scenery, and the creatures look really good as usual. I like that they managed to make the X-Wings look different. Like, the precursor Yeah, they're, to... like, blue instead of... Well, like... and the wings, the X-Whales the are different, aren't they? I don't know, actually. You might be right. Well, you said you liked the X-Wings, or the, the, the ship designs of those well, X-Wings, right? Well, I thought I thought they were just the same ones from New Hope. If you look closely, the some, there's something about the S-Foils and... The tur- and the turbine thrusters, just the back of it. Oh, it looks different to my eye. I don't know. It, it might be. It might not be that different. But there was something about it that I thought they made it look just enough different that it lo- looked like, oh, this is the prototype too. That's pretty cool. Then. This is the prototype too. What we'll see in the next movies. Yeah. Well, I, not not the next movies, but the ne- the next era of Star Wars, right. which was obviously the original trilogy. But they managed to make it still look like it was Star Wars, and it doesn't look like. Many of the ships in the prequels, where it looks too flashy and overly, I don't know. You, you know, you know how yeah, it has, yeah, has yeah. some of the bright coloring, well, like on... the Naboo uh, thing, where it's just like. A... Isn't that you like the Naboo, don't you? Uh, just because I had it as a kid, I had that toy as a kid too. I mean, I, I never had a real problem with it. I I just Nab- thought the ships didn't look very. The Naboo cool. Starfighter was pretty cool, except the fact that it's bright yellow, so you can't. It's like, hey, we're gonna go on a covert mission with like bright yellow starfighters. Uh, I really like the the Jedi starfighters. I thought mm-hmm. those were cool. They were kind of like A wings a little yeah, bit. They're the the precursors to the A wing. I like the little spot for R two in the back. Yeah. Uh, but I I was actually kind of surprised that they were gonna have a big. It looks like a big space battle in this movie. Mm-hmm. With which I think it's going to be the distraction. Yeah. Well, I heard someone mention that, and I haven't watched New Hope in a while, but that. <laughs> In the credits, don't they say that the rebels are fresh off like their first major victory? I think so. Mm-hmm. Over the empire, like maybe that's the battle we're gonna see, and that's yeah, pretty, that's pretty exciting to think about that. No, we're going to see a victory in this movie. 
Can we talk about what I think the ending to this movie is going to be? Is Vader going to die? No. <laughs> I can I can tell you that Vader is not going to die. Uh, the ending to this mean? movie, I think there's going to be two Rogue One members left. I, I have an I, I have a theory on the ending too. I think I, I think it's going to be Jin. I don't think I know it's going to be Jin. Well, they got to say yeah. I know it's going to be Casian. Uh, discount Poe Dameron. Discount Poe Dameron. I I'm pretty sure it's going to be those two. Uh, they are going to make it. They are going to meet General or Organa. Uh, or Bail Organa, and they're going to give. Uh, they're going to give him the plans. He's going to give plans to his daughter, mm-hmm. who sent her on the Yavin Four, mm-hmm. or the Tantive Four. Tantive Four. Tantive Four. Tantive Four. Uh, Yavin's the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he is going to go with those two back to Alderaan. I'm really excited for the name drops because you know what's going to happen. Where we won't we won't see these characters, but they might yeah. name drop like. Oh, send those off to your daughter. You know your daughter, to Leia, the, the yeah. princess, or yeah. yeah I'm, I'm excited for those moments because they always. I mean, not always, but it's always fun when they yeah. do that. I like that idea about Alderaan. I I think the closing scene of the movie should be the the Tantive Four, and then I think Vader's Star Destroyer should come out of yes. It's like the yes. ending of this movie, yeah. the beginning of New exactly Hope. that this That'd movie. Be, this movie needs to end like that. I'm like I'm saying that, that now. Mm-hmm. If they don't do that, I will be severely disappointed. I, I, they, now, they have to do it. So, I'm thinking about a lot about Grand Moff Tarkin right now, and what they're going to do about a guy who, I mean, obviously the original actor is passed, he's deceased, and he was such a huge part of the inception of the Death Star. Mm-hmm. How they're going to mention him, or how they're going to do anything... So about him, I just I don't I, know. We see the Death Star. I am sure. I am sure that that's all we'll see. I don't think there will be any scenes inside the Death Star. Uh, there was already cutscenes from. Did they already have cutscenes of? They're they're, they're, Dude, they're already in the Death Star in, in trailers. At least trailer. Four. Are they inside the Death Star? They could be inside like a Star Destroyer or something. We don't know for sure, do we? Do you remember? Do you not remember the Imperial gunner with the black helmet inside one of those oh, control panels? That the, the black control panels. I do remember that? Yeah, you might be right. And he was in that same outfit where you, where you hear. Uh, you. That's an exciting job to have, the guy that pulls the lever for the Death Star. Yeah. You know the scenes where, where uh, in, in Jedi and A New Hope where. The guys are in that black room where you can see where you see the green laser pass as an yeah, exit. Yeah, I love and the guys like you see a you see a cutscene that looks like it's in an area yeah. like that. So that's that's what I'm. thinking. You know what? You know what? Guy is really useless. I realized on that Death Stars. You remember that guy who's like fire? It's like they're already doing it. You don't have yeah. to point. In well, this it's team. like people on submarines who are like fire, fire the missiles. Fire. It's like okay. Well, I mean, I'm sure he trains the troops. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. He's pretty like, sure he's like a general of some kind. Well, it's funny because you don't have to like aim it anywhere. You just yeah. fire the thing fire. and it blows up something. Uh, but no, you might be right about that. I I think the so, Alderaan thing is interesting. So are you saying, are you implying that they die when yes. Alderaan blows up? That sucks. I think, but Alderaan is, I mean, that, that gets blown up in the, in the middle of the fourth one, though. Well, he's saying like they go to Alderaan and in the fourth movie it's implied that they die. Well, we know they die. 
So, wait. No, I mean, he's talking about Jin and Cassian. Like, they go to Alderaan. Oh, you're saying they'll, they'll, they'll go to Alderaan? And then they, it's implied that they die in. Oh, episode, yeah. Which sucks. I, 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 I see what you're saying, yeah. Oh, gosh, that's that's depressing. Well, we know think Organa about. dies in yeah. Alderaan. That's really sad to think about. But, I don't know. It Unless they definitively say that they die later on, then maybe they don't die. Maybe they're not on Alderaan when it blows up. But remember when when they um, searched the remnants, they sur- they surmised the rebel base had been deserted for some time. So maybe I don't know if wasn't you... that Dantween? Huh? It was Dantween. Oh, that Dantween. was. Pardon me. You know, you're right. That was Dantween. Yeah. And they actually uh, in the book Lost Stars, one of the main characters goes to Dantween. They go to that rebel base. No, you're okay. Yeah, you're 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 right. It was Dantween, but that was the, where the Jedi. Oh, it's not canon anymore. That's not canon anymore. Gonna say that's where they used to have the Jedi Order, yeah, or the the Council or whatever. It's one of the first Jedi temples. Uh, well, that that's an interesting part of this movie is the the whole thing about Force users. So there's no Jedi. In so, uh, Chirwit, uh, in in Mu, my boy Don Imwe, Imwe, is that how you say his name? Yeah, that's Chir- about Chirwit Chir- Chir- Imwe. Uh, he is not. He is a Force. Uh, he's force sensitive not a Jedi and he doesn't use the force he lets the force guide him Mm -hmm. it's kind of more of a spiritual thing rather than a force thing he's also blind but he still finds a way still finds a way so those are our oh what was your ending Oh, it was that it was that ending where New Hope begins okay I didn't the Alderaan thing is pretty interesting no I I I agree with you. It it has to end like that. It, this would be a stretch too, but there's n- absolutely no reason for this to happen. But it would be cool to see like a shot of Obi Wan. There's no reason for it to be in this movie. I don't know if it'd be cool if it would like, just be pandering. That's my thing. Is like I know, but I, lo- I, I know it's pandering to me. How cool would it be to see like you and McGregor all old and like scraggly on if, Tatooine? If that was a a setup for a an Obi Wan series, awesome. Yeah, but. But there would be no reason. There's no reason There's to have no it. There's no reason. It's but too bad. <laughs> they need to have the ending. They need to have that as the ending. So the movie is about them stealing the death, the plans of the Death Star, yet you don't think there will be much focus on what happens inside the Death Star. Because uh, the thing the, is, I would like that. I think that would be interesting. My problem is we've had so many scenes inside of the Death Star in the Star Wars movies. This is before it's been tested, though. You'd hear different types of conversations. Yeah, but we can have those different kinds of conversations in different settings. Well, and I, I think mean, I don't care what the setting is, but I think it would be—I don't know—I think it would be cool. Uh, obviously, the whole crux of the movie, I think, is what happens with Jin and her dad, yeah. which I think is really interesting because I—I really love the fact that he's like the one who's crucial in building the Death Star, yeah. and we don't know why. We don't know what because in Episode Two they have the plans for it, so I don't. Why do you need him? Like, what what knowledge does he have? That, in episode Two. Remember when Dooku has the little Death Star thing? Was that two or is that... It was, was two, two. It was during the Battle of Geonosis where he like... He's like, I'm going to take the plans to my master. You're right, it was two. For some reason, I thought we saw a hologram in three. Well, there's plans, but then you have to get like physics and weapons. He's like, hey, we need this big laser thing yeah. to put in our Death Star. Can we need the giant it? laser cannon. Can you build that for us? The, the shot, too, where they're putting the thing in and the Star Destroyers are like these little teeny tiny things, I thought was really cool. Because we've never seen a, a Star Destroyer right next to the Death Star. 
it, yeah. re- it really shows you how big it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you guys seen the uh, photo that's, that's supposed to show or indicate how much bigger the Return of the Jedi Death Star is than the A New Hope Death Star? Yeah, I didn't actually know it was bigger. Uh-huh. It's quite a bit bigger. Well, that worked out well for them. <laughs> like, hey, it's bigger, It there's still a weak point. And we're going to build it right next to their main base. <laughs> well, that was, that's the funny thing. Like, I was talking to you guys the other day, and people need to realize that Starkiller Base was more effective than both of the Death Stars. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because they destroyed... Five planets. And the Republic fleet and yeah. the Senate. Yeah. And the Death Star destroyed Alderaan... That was it. And if they destroy anything in this movie. Which it looks like there's... I don't know if the Death Star's going to destroy anything. You don't think so? No. Well, because by New Hope, they had already tested it, right? Had they? I thought, no, I no, thought no, Alderaan no. was the no, first planet. No, Alderaan was the Al- first Alderaan was Cause the in, very first demonstration. Yeah. Uh, Lost... Oh. Going back to the book Lost Stars. Yes. So Lost Stars is... Focuses on uh, Imperial... Cadets, who their first uh, positioning is on the Death Star, um, and they actually think it's like a uh, a loaded gun that they're not going to fire. Like they they actually they they are brainwashed into thinking that they are doing the right thing, and then like they're all they're all on the ship, and then all of a sudden they see. They hear the Death Star fire, and they look, and they see Alderaan is gone. I I it's like yeah. it's a somber moment of like they realize what they had just done. Yeah. And they're like, characters are trying to justify what they've done. And that's the main character, one of the main characters, he, he, that's when he's like, I'm done. Like, yeah. This is horrible what the Empire just did. Um, and so, that's a really good way to start a story. That's really interesting. Well, that's not the start, that's like the middle. I mean, but that, to like, to, to kind of have these characters that were present in a, a pivotal yeah. scene in the movies and then uh and then that character is off world and when he comes like when he, he's actually on he's on the mission to search dantooine mm. uh and then his communications go off like he can't contact oh uh, and then that's when you find out that all his a lot of his friends are dead because they were on the death star and so now he has to. He's stuck in the middle where he doesn't like the the rebels. Oh, they oh they were on the Death Star. Yeah. Oh, that's. Awesome. And so mm-hmm. like he doesn't like the rebels because they killed, like a lot of the people you know. But he doesn't like the Empire either. Cause yeah, but can you really blame the rebels? They just, the Death Star. Yeah, I up. mean, it, it killed six yeah. billion people. It's I I I understand and like that's I you know what it's like. It's like if you were someone who hated the Americans for bombing Hiroshima. But also you hate the Japanese for what happened at Pearl Harbor. It's just kind of like it's true. It's just kind of like you hate both. It's a necessary evils. necessary yeah. part. You of hate the both world. evils, but you have to think about the positions that all these people are in. Yeah, where it's not like each one of these people are. Like, yeah, I love. At the end of the day, they people. are both armies following orders. Yeah, and yeah. the rebels are just fighting for their freedom. That brings us to the last section. Oh no! I, okay, I was oh, gonna, I was going to interject something. You know what's hilarious? When in Return of the Jedi, when they demonstrate the power of that Death Star, when 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 they're when they're, they're like, let's witness the power of this fully armed and operational battle station. I'm pretty sure he shoots a ship. Yeah, yeah he does. He, he shoots in, the fleet. Yeah, to, <laughs> like, yeah. No, to demonstrate the full power. I was like, yeah. you, you just downgraded. 
Like when you yeah. have a Death Star that's nearly twice as big, yeah. and the first one took down a freaking planet. Contrary to the Godzilla uh, commercials, size does not matter yeah. when it comes to Death Star. See what they should have. Yeah. What they probably should have done is they shoot the Death Star and it blows up like five ships, and then I bet. Oh crap! Okay. But still, that's still you know, you know what I'm surprised the emperor didn't do because the emperor just doesn't give a crap about anyone. I'm surprised he didn't just blow up Endor. But then I mean, then again, I, I, I just, and then, that and is then, that is true. Well, I mean, the bay, the, the force, the, the, I mean, the shield. I get it. Yeah. But if you just blow up Endor, yeah. that's where the battle's happening yeah. anyway. Dude, someone needs to Photoshop. Uh, the Death Star firing and then Alderaan blowing up and then Akbar's like the shield is down because <laughs> the Emperor just blew up the planet. No, and then it shows then it shows the Death Star blowing up Endor and then it's like <laughs> he's like yeah, you yeah. just killed the entire army that's on Endor. But thanks, <laughs> and the shield is down. He doesn't care about his own people. That's no, true. It's no, never that's what I was him. thinking about. And then he's like, I have a shield over here on this <laughs> other planet. <laughs> No, I was just thinking about that. I was like, what does this guy care yeah. about his army? Like, the whole battle's going on down there. He can shoot down most of the fleet by himself, I'm sure, with the firepower. You know, starting a peristaltic chain reaction, if you hit enough ships and they crash into each other when they're <laughs> when they're hit. That's true. The em- That'd be just so funny. It'd be a real, real testament to the chaotic evil of the, em- of the Emperor, and he just, like, destroys all his own people. And it's just, at the end of the day, it's just the Death Star standing. That would have sucked, uh, like, being in the Rebel fleet, because uh, I, I started to realize this, that their only option was to fly all their ships point-blank range of the Star Destroyers. Like, that sucks. Yeah. Like, that's the only, like, either that or you get blown up by the Death Star. Wait, that A-Wing crashed. He wasn't kamikaze, was he? I think he was crashing, so he just chose to fly into the bridge of the... <laughs> That was epic. Oh my gosh, it was so funny. The other night, okay, I have to say, I was watching a basketball game the other night at the gym, Mm -hmm. and this guy has a habit of screaming as he as as he closes out yeah. on dudes at the, to- the top of the key and he goes ah and it was the same pitch as uh no it was the same pitch as, as the guy uh in episode 4 who goes yeah, yeah! <laughs> and it was like what are you doing dude you should have you should have been like the guy uh be like too late oh too late you know what's another similar sound? Do you remember in Batman 89 when the black uh, ninja dude with the swords flips over and he's like, Yeah! <laughs> those, those sounds. Oh. So, that brings us to our last segment oh. on, the, on this episode, which is our favorite recent Star Wars media. So that could be comic books, that could be books, that could be TV shows. They can, what are you doing? Stop smelling. What are you doing? What are you doing? I don't know. Uh, I'm here to provide so what's, what's your favorite endless entertainment. Favorite recent recent media, Star Wars media. Okay, so uh, loved Force Awakens when that came out, and um, the movie was an eye opener in the sense that. You know, a Star a Star no yeah no that a Star Wars movie could actually feel like Star Wars again. I was yeah. just grateful for that. Yeah, I know you had folks who were complaining about the plot being rehashed and this this that and the third, but really I was just happy that they got new characters, well executed by fantastic actors. That was that was awesome, um, and a world that felt like Star Wars, while giving us some new creatures in some of the scenes, like these creatures who look totally different, but with the same practical effect style. 
Um, that being said, even though that was the big, you know, monumental uh, Star Wars uh, moment of the past, you know, year or so, uh, for me it was reading *Heir to the Jedi*, the book that takes place between episodes four and five. Uh, Luke finds uh, another lightsaber, attempts to reassemble the lightsaber, figuring out how Jedi's did this, and he comes to the conclusion they must have used the Force to do this because I'm using tools that I understand that I've known how to use for a long time. And he can't do. But it. he grew up on a farm. He knows how to use tools. Yeah, yeah. He, he breaks the lightsaber. He finds. Yeah, he, he busts. Oh, he, he, he busts the lightsaber, and he's like, "Well, clearly they must have been using the Force to create these." He. There's, I don't want to spoil too much for Kevin because I think you should read the book. It's, it's amazing. Um, but I feel the same way about that for the time lapse between 4 and 5 as, it, as I did when I read Shadows of the Empire, which to me is the perfect, most beautiful story that could have happened between 5 and 6. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's amazing. Uh, Luke has many firsts in uh, Heir to the Jedi. It really could have been its own movie. Like, I love it. It's epic. Sounds epic. It would have been um, funny if he broke the lightsaber while using the Force. Weapon of the Jedi is really cool, too. He goes to an ancient Jedi temple and practices with a bunch of old remotes. It's okay. really cool. Okay. And it's his, and that that one has his first... Uh, Weapon of the Jedi, he uses the, the lightsaber in a battle for the first time. Oh, nice. He, he duels a guy who has a vibroblade. Oh, really? And he defeats him. Well, yeah. Which I would say, at that moment, that's the f- first canon vibroblade. Pro- possibly, yeah. In this new canon. I'm pretty sure. What are the things in the Sith? That's, those aren't vibroblades. The little electric Just... stick things? No, those are the weird things that... Grievous's 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 yeah. dudes have? No, those, those aren't vibroblades? No. Oh. Um, but anyway, so Heir to the Jedi is really cool... Um, they go deeper into, like, the sneaking around espionage side of what the Rebels did. Mm-hmm. Luke does some of that, actually. It's really, it's really interesting. Um, yeah, it's just, it's its, its own little bite-sized autonomous Star Wars story, and... Yeah. Yeah, it's one of my faves. Sounds like a good story, actually. Yeah. So, it, it's hard for me to pick, because I read either four or five... Star Wars books in this past year and I would say it's to me it's a tie between Lost Stars and Tarkin uh, but I would say Lost Stars takes the, the pick because it feels more Star Warsy. Tarkin's just a really good read mm-hmm. but Lost Stars has more of the actual Star Wars feel mm-hmm. and I've, I I mean I'm a sucker for a good Romeo and Juliet story, mm-hmm. and that's what Lost Stars is. It's a really well written. It's both perspectives, mm-hmm. so it's the guy's perspective and the the, the girl's perspective, right? Uh, so it's it's interesting. It's not just like oh, this is Romeo, this is Juliet. It's a first person perspective of each side, uh, and it's just really well. Yeah, it's not, and doesn't it? It's there. There are scenes in that book that. Are places that are in the Force Awakens? Is that right? Not in Force Awakens. Oh, okay. uh, in the Star Wars Battlefront game. Ah, it's yes. Jakku. Okay, that—that's what yeah. I meant. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which is that? It's cool that it spans that long of a timeline. Yeah, it's so the the book starts. Uh, 
10 years before A New Hope, I want to say. It's like right at the start of The Empire. Right. Um, and then it ends like a year a, or a year two after Jedi. After Jedi. Yeah. yeah, they said the Battle of Jakku was a year after Endor. Yeah. And the, so there's a, in the Star Wars Battlefront game, one of the levels <clears throat> is Jakku. And on Jakku is a crashed, uh, is a crashed Star Destroyer. Star Destroyer. Is, is Jakku in Force Awakens? That's the planet. But, okay, she's on. Yeah. Okay. Uh, sorry. I I didn't know if they were the same. So that class. Yeah, I confused that... Dantooine and Alderaan. Yeah. I don't know why I did that. You know why I was thinking that they blew up both? Well, we don't see reason. either of them in the movies, do we? We like, see Alderaan. We, see well, Alderaan. We, don't, we don't see the atmosphere, what it no. actually looks like. Uh, so that crashed ship that she's playing around in yeah, uh, is is in uh, Lost Stars. That, see, and that's... I, I love the fact that some of that stuff ties into the, to the movies. Cody's making a weird face. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I want to read that book. I always say that, and I don't. You have the audiobook, so you should. That's Kev- true. Kevin. No, Kevin, you can read. I, 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 I know you. I have an ability to read. I, I suck at actually reading books. but So what's your you favorite like discipline? recent... Oh, man. Well, see, I, I'm not I'm not as caught up as you guys. Like, you guys have dove in. I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm not caught up on uh, season three of Rebels, so... I haven't finished the Clone Wars, so... <laughs> I, I did start watching Clone Wars and I was I was liking uh, I was just liking how Anakin was in that show because it, it's the best Anakin we'll ever get. Like he he's <laughs> kind of this he's kind of this like uh, I like dying Anakin at the end of Return of the Jedi. Oh my god! Oh my god. <laughs> hey, he did a good job. Well, it was, it was I it was, hate you. At least it was Anakin. In no, the, Return of the De- Return of the Jedi. Return. Of, oh right. So dying. Yeah, yeah. The good. Dying oh. Anakin, where he's like, you already have. <laughs> There's a guy at the gym, an older guy who talks about it. He's like, "Hey, so can we get this guy on our team?" And and, and, then, and then he's like, "You already have Luke." So this guy sounds like dying Anakin Skywalker, oh and that's really a sad thought to me. Yeah. <laughs> so what's your favorite recent media? And that is why Kiss is so. Great. So I've only read one book, Star Wars book, in the last year, and that Aftermath. was Aftermath. Which, but you've read a couple of the comics. What? Stop smelling me! Oh, I'm not uh, smelling you. Okay. What are you talking about? You were doing something over here, and that, it, it weirds me out. I didn't do anything weird. There was no smelling. All, what is this? You smelling. said smell it. You, I, you were down there, and you're like, I didn't smell it. <laughs> I was just trying to wig you out. It wasn't actually. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Don't do it. Is this is this kind of stuff that we, happens? You, on this the show is the first time this has ever happened. Oh, okay. He's 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 more energetic today. Maybe it's because you're on. You're dead. It's because you're no, dead. Andrew, I didn't actually do anything <laughs> weird. I don't care. Just don't go near the lower part of my body. That didn't happen. You, you were you were doing many things. <laughs> now okay. you're giving people Favorite the wrong idea. recent media. Star uh, Wars Okay, I, you just remind me. I did read Shattered Empire. Yes. Which, that's probably my favorite in the year between Force Awakens and now. Yes. Was the favorite thing I ever read. The best scene from that comic was Luke in the last whatever chapter thing where he's in that Oh, like, when he does the... Well, he the goes push, and finds the, 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 the part of the tree, the Jedi yeah. tree. Well, he finds the two trees. Yeah, and then he just force pushes like a bunch of stormtroopers. Yeah. I was like, oh that my... That was epic. Um, I love the grenade part, too, where he unhinges with the grenades. 
Oh yeah, unhinges yeah. the grenade. I thought that was a great time because you meet Poe's mom. Yes. Poe's dad. Poe Dameron. Yep. Poe Poe <laughs> himself, who which I thought was kind of a cliffhangery, interesting ending where they had the the tree. Yeah. And where does he live? Is it Dantooine? I don't know why Dantooine keeps coming up, but I don't I don't know if what, wherever he, really. wherever he lives, uh, they have the tree there, which is pretty interesting, yeah. implying that maybe he's he might be force sensitive. Yeah, but we don't know. Um, and then the scene where Shara and Leia go to Naboo, and she has the premonition of Darth Maul. Darth Maul, and then they're flying the old Naboo starfighters. I was like, this yeah. is really cool. Um, the artwork was fantastic. Mm-hmm. The writing was great. Mm-hmm. And um, that was probably my favorite. I mean, I read Aftermath, and Aftermath was cool in the sense of wedges in it. Which is cool, and this this takes place after six and before seven, yeah. and then the main character who's a kid is actually one of the pilots in Force Awakens. Um, he's like the other human that flies alongside Poe. Yes. So he's the main character, and you see him in Force Awakens, which is cool. The story wasn't really all that great to me. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a there weren't many twists and turns. It was just a pretty straightforward, like, yeah. you got these group of ragtag people, mm-hmm. Empire shows up, stuff happens, they win, and then that's it. There were there were some interesting scenes in it, though, like, um, there's this little interlude where uh, there's these gr- this group of people that are looking for Darth Vader's lightsaber, mm-hmm. and they don't really explain who they are. People think it's the Knights of Ren, but okay. we don't really oh. know. So it's that stuff, but it's it's like an interlude. It's not even part of the main story. And I was like, okay. oh well, that's kind of a bummer. But like, because that's more interesting. Yeah, I was I was like, whoa, okay, what's going on here? They're looking yeah. for Vader's lightsaber. That's that's weird. But then it goes back to the the planet. But overall, I'm you know, I gotta read Lost Stars. Gotta watch Rogue One. Those are good too. That's a good. Yeah. That's a good two oh, pieces Rogue of media one, one, of course. for another year. I can't believe that's on Thursday. This that's Thursday, man. Insane right now. Thursday. My top three, as far as media, those are, or I should say, stories that I've read for Star Wars in the past year. You said Heir to the Jedi, Weapon of the Jedi. Heir to the Jedi, Weapon of the Jedi, then after that I go Shattered Empire. Where would, um, where would the Thrawn trilogy rank? I thought you said... Oh, but well, I mean... Is that recent? That's yet? not recent. Oh, I And see. it's not a recent read either. I read it like a couple years ago. I ha- I was yeah, reading Kevin. them on I, w- I was reading the comics uh, like less than a Isn't year. Not the one where they like got the colors. Well, yeah. So they chose to be more stylistic and they changed the color of Luke's saber. Yeah. Because I don't think they were thinking about that as being a canon thing. They were just doing their interpretation of what happened afterwards. Have, have you seen the? I think his lightsaber is a bluish color. Oh, they cheat. The hilt yeah. is the same, but they kept the color blue. Not kept, they changed the color back to blue. Are you... What's your opinion of the Thrawn in Rebels? You haven't seen it. Oh, you haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it, but I think it's awesome that they're keeping a the character alive. It's good. It's good. Andrew's saying it's good. After every episode, you don't know if anyone's going to live in the next episode. Yeah, it's, it's cool that they put him as in the show, because it's like, you can't just ditch all of this stuff that wasn't... Yeah, he's, yeah. he's scary. He looks scary. He's, he's, scary. he's actually... Um, He's, uh, well, his race, I'm surprised that the Chiss never took off as being, like, one of those races, like the Mandalorians or 
the Wookiees where people are really into it because they're really like they're it's a, they're a really crazy cold race. Like it's just, just not as I guess it's not as sexy as like Boba Fett in armor or something. <laughs> I don't know. Like the, uh, the blue skin and the red sexy. eyes. The blue skin and the red eyes is very distinct, and they're very like uh, astute, cold people, mm-hmm. which. I feel like Star Wars fans like that mm-hmm. because so many villains are like that. But Thrawn, Thrawn is like cold in a way where he's like stuck out of time. He mm-hmm. like he's like so lofty. He's up here and he's watching everything down here, and everyone else is below him in his own mind. And he's fully yeah. he's fully convinced that. And for most part, he's kind of right. He's kind of right. But the thing is that no matter how important you think you are. There's always someone up above you, or who ends up beating you or taking you down when you weren't paying any attention. Now, his isn't Thrawn's outfit the same outfit that Krennic has in Rogue One? Yes. Well, that's because he's a is that he's an admiral. Oh, that's the admiral outfit. Yeah. Okay, I was always wondering. Is that. his outfit white? It's white with yeah. like the little blue and red boxes. Right. He's a grand admiral, right? Krennic. Uh, Thrawn. Thrawn is yeah. yeah. Um, uh, did they call him that in the cartoon? Yes. Um, I don't know if, if they're gonna call Krennic. Is, it, is, that, is that how you pronounce his name? Krennic. Krennic. I think he's he. I think his is title is grand, director. Director. So he's not a grand admiral. I think. He wears a cape, right? Yeah. I think he's a. I think he's a grand admiral. Maybe he probably is. I thought I saw somewhere that he was director Orson Krennic or something. But... Well, if he's the director of Orson Welles, oh, the Death Star, he's going to be a. Oh, that's true. He's going to be something. I mean, uh, Tarkin's actual name is Governor Tarkin. Oh, because he's a governor of yeah uh, of his home planet, Alabama. Yeah, <laughs> but he's Grand Moff Tarkin, first and only Grand Moff. Grand Moff. There are other there are other moffs. There are other moffs, but he is the first one. Grand Moff. Yeah. Grand Moff. Because a moff is a regional governor, correct? Yes. Uh, a, a an imperial regional governor, yes. But um, so, so that I would say that's it for this week's podcast. Uh, this episode, episode thirty three. Well, thank Kevin for joining us on this wild thank, adventure. Yeah, thank you. I could I yeah. could go for three more hours. I I, I I know I know you could. We could go so for three could, more minutes and make it an even one forty. <laughs> Maybe the listeners couldn't. Uh, do uh do uh do a duet. A duet, a triplet, a tri- what? What? What's a what's the threesome? A three a three way. <sighs> what <laughs> what is going on? I'm yeah. saying like we sing a little ditty, a little golden oldie ditty. What are we saying? I don't know. Something for the next two minutes. I don't. Oh oh okay. well yeah okay um uh we got we got you know. Star Wars, <laughs> nothing but Star Wars. Uh, da, 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 it's Droid Day. What's the Droid Day song? Oh. Sung by Train. Famous. <laughs> the famous band Train. We could tell the audience that we we do 12 days of Star Wars. Oh, that's true. That's we're, true. We're on eight right now, right? Eight, yep. I won't lie. I don't have the entire thing memorized. I uh, I'm, I'm slowly, day by day. Memorizing. Day, the day. Day, the day. Day, the day. Our next contestant. Memorizing it. Steve. Steve. <laughs> no one is closer to my heart than the song you just heard. Day, the day. The day.
I saw someone, where was it? Someone put that on their bio on Facebook. It was really funny. I saw it recently. The day by day. No, they, they, they put, I mean, they, they put, uh, for their interest, it was arts and farts and crafts. <laughs> arts and crafts. Arts and crafts. Arts and crafts. Funny movie. Arts and crafts. Uh, all, Ameri- the all American time. Rejects. All American Rejects? I remember that. With hot American Summer. That's the name of that movie that we just talked about. For those who do not know. I still... Okay, Andrew, I'm going to say this on the show. I still think at some point it'd be fun to branch out into other uh, genres of movies. How about video games? That's cool. I still think we should. (coughs) Cool, bro. I think you're wrong. I didn't say anything. So sleep with that at night. (laughs) Thank you, folks. Thank you. Have a good rest of your day. (laughs)